our reading of the law today comes from Psalm 32. I'll be reading verses 1 through 5, and you're encouraged to follow along as uh, we read this together. Psalm 32, verses 1 through 5. And um, we're going to encounter the word selah twice in this reading. And I remind you what that word means. Uh, it is a musical notation, and it uh, is best understood that when the, the singing of these psalms was happening and, we, and the word selah would be encountered, it was a time to pause. The musical instrumentation, depending on who you, which, which uh, biblical scholars you're reading, would, the musical instrumentation would either stop or in some cases it would um, give an exclamatory um, presentation. But the singing would most definitely pause, and it was a time for reflecting upon the point that was just made by the psalmist. And so when, uh, we're, not reading, we're not singing this particular psalm right now, but we're reading it. And so as I read, I'm going to pause momentarily when we hit the selahs in order that we can reflect upon the verse or two that we had just read, because those are points that um, the psalmist, in this case David, wants us to emphasize, to give special consideration and contemplation to. So let's read together Psalm 32, verses 1 through 5. A psalm of David, a contemplation. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. Selah. I acknowledged my sin before you, to you, and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Selah. Please be seated. In this psalm of contemplation, obviously David wants us to contemplate a couple things. He begins by titling, title, giving it the title of a psalm of contemplation, and then he, he has those say laws in there. And what I want you to, to notice is how he begins this psalm, right after the title that is. The beginning of verse one um, starts with the word blessed. And when you look at the construction of verse one, you, you quickly notice that verse one is a beatitude. It's declaring the blessings that are experienced by those who are forgiven their sins. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. And verse 2 is a beatitude as well. It says essentially the same thing. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. These two beatitudes describe the theme of Psalm 32. This psalm is telling about the immense blessings of joy, peace, and eternal security that a person experiences when the Lord forgives them of his sins. That's the, the significant point of contemplation. And to illustrate this point, David shares some autobiographical information about a time when he was not experiencing joy, peace, and eternal security from having been forgiven. He describes in verse three how he groaned all day long because of the guilt of his sin. He says that the 
uh, um, he, he, he talks about the oppression that he felt and how this made his bones grow old. And we should understand the groaning that David is describing here as a reference to spiritual and emotional turmoil. Spiritual and emotional turmoil. And we should understand the, um, the drying or the aging of his bones to be a reference to physical turmoil. In other words, David is describing what modern medicine calls a psychosomatic condition. Psyche is a term that relates to the human mind and spirit, and somatic relates to the body. And so a psychosomatic condition is a physical malady that develops because of of the internal struggles within a person, the internal struggles of of guilt, of stress, of anxiety, and and so on and so on. Um, Medical science has proven that when our spiritual and emotional state uh, are not at peace, our bodies suffer accordingly. When our spiritual and emotional state are not at peace, then our body suffers accordingly. But David, he did not need to consult a physician or read a medical study to understand this point. He knew it very well because his conscience was bearing witness to him that the spiritual and physical turmoil he was experiencing was because of his own personal sin. More specifically, it was because of God's displeasure against David's own personal sin. Look at verse four. David says that the heavy hand of God was upon him day and night. The heavy hand of God was upon him day and night to the extent that David says his vitality dried up like a drought in the middle of summer. Have you ever experienced this, brothers and sisters? Have you ever felt the heavy hand of God pressing down upon you? Have you ever groaned under the weight of your guilty conscience? Have you ever felt as if your soul and your body were wasting away? Have you ever wondered whether your heart could rest in the knowledge that if you were to die right now, then you'd, that you would immediately go to be with your Savior in paradise? Notice what David identifies as having brought this mournful condition upon him. It was his sin, to be sure. But more specifically, he says at the beginning of verse 3 that it was his silence about his sin. It was his unwillingness to acknowledge his sin by confessing it to the Lord. Because God is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy, he has made a way for us to escape the burden of our sin and guilt through the blood and righteousness of Jesus Christ. But to experience the beatitude of having your transgressions forgiven, you need to acknowledge your sin to God by means of repentance. David wrote in verse five that when he finally stopped trying to hide his sin, and then he confessed his sin to God, that's when God's heavy hand was removed from him. That's when David began to experience the blessings of forgiveness. Confessing our sins is not natural for us. What is natural for us is to hide our sins, as David did. 
It's natural for us to blame others for the wrongs that we've committed. It's natural to make excuses to say that our behavior was caused by some difficult external circumstance that we were in and anybody else in that same circumstance would have done the same thing. It's natural to try to defend ourselves when we're confronted with our sin. It's natural to compare ourselves with other people thinking that if we can just find somebody who has bigger and greater sins than us, then then God's wrath is upon them and not us. It's natural to focus on the good things we do, trying to convince ourselves that the good outweighs the bad. Like David, it's natural for us to be silent about our sin. Because all these things are natural for us, it's unnatural that we would humble ourselves before the Lord. It's unnatural that we would have a broken and contrite heart that grieves our sin in repentance before a holy God. Yet that's exactly what we must do if we are going to experience the Beatitudes of forgiveness. That is the only way for us to walk in those blessings that David is writing about here in Psalm 32. One of the most precious and merciful operations of God's grace is to make us feel the weight of our sins. Let me repeat that statement because um, this goes against our natural way of thinking. One of the most merciful operations of God's grace is to make us feel the weight of our sins. It's his mercy that makes you groan under the guilt of your transgressions. And it's his mercy that makes your vitality dry up like the drought of summer when you persist in unrepentance. This is one of the most merciful operations of God's grace to you because it drives you to your knees at the foot of the cross of Jesus Christ. And when you confess your transgressions to the Lord, as as David eventually did, then you experience the beatitudes of God's forgiveness, as David eventually did. Then... That's when the blessings of peace, joy, and eternal security will be manifest in your soul as well as your body. So, brothers and sisters, don't be slow to confess your sins to the Lord. Don't hide your sins. Don't explain them away. Don't pretend like they don't exist. Don't be silent about them. In just a moment, we're going to have a time of of silence where you cannot be silent about your sins, but in privacy, you can confess your sins to God. And the sure promise of Psalm 32 is that if you confess your sins to the Lord, it is through your confession of your sins to the Lord that you, uh, while believing, and this is an important point too, while believing that you are fully and completely covered by the shed blood and righteousness of our Lord Jesus Christ, then you, like David, will experience the peace, joy, and eternal security of knowing that the Lord does not impute iniquity to you because of your transgressions. He does not impute the iniquity because you are forgiven. You are forgiven through the blood of Jesus Christ.